Hello guys, um, welcome, welcome to my new podcast, Bent in More Ways Than One. Um, how crazy, I'm doing this for a third time round. For those that don't know, I previously attempted to, to be consistent with two podcasts I have previously created in the past. Um, it didn't work out because... One, there was creative differences in the last one because I was friends with someone who, who we just, different personalities, it didn't really work out. And then the podcast before, it was another solo podcast. And let me tell you, it can be difficult when you're trying to talk to yourself. Um, two seconds, I'm just like drinking my coffee. But yeah, it can be so incredibly difficult talking to yourself, um, because as human beings, we, we always have that constant, that constant guide, and I don't know, I feel like it allows for so much healing, I feel, I feel like it's one of the main reasons why I've created a podcast, because when you talk to yourself, you, you kind of, get to uncomfortable places because you never really talk to yourself and even just really listen to the sound of your own voice. Let me tell you, it can be agonizing, but here we are. Um, I don't want to go off on tangents, even though I'm bound to do it. I do have plans for this episode to be a long one. I want to explain reasons why I have decided to create a podcast and and I kind of want to let you guys know about the title. I've probably decided to create this podcast because I feel like throughout the 21 years of my life, I have never been more sure. And I know you're not supposed to be self-actualized by this age. I by no means am not self-actualized. I, you know, I still am studying at university. I go back next year. Um, but in terms of my mind and in terms of my mental health, I can confidently say I have, I have sat in a lot of alone time to really think about me as a human being. And I have reached a point where not that I'm trying to get ahead of myself and say that I can diagnose things, but I have definitely reached a point where I can feel confident in why I am the way that I am. Um, and I just, I just feel like there's a few things in life that I've noticed drive me and that's my friendships. That is a big one for me. My friendships drive me every single day. Like, I wake up and, like, it's the connection that gets me through. The other thing that drives me is my identity. I feel... I feel like I am so... I am so lost, but then also so sure of my identity... Now, let's not get identity confused with your, you know, mental health because they're two very different things. My identity in terms of the way I present myself, if that makes sense. I feel like I know my style and every day I wake up and I want to get dressed into an outfit, for example. I know when it all comes together and I feel like 
the pressure of society is what gets to me. So I feel like as long as I stay grounded, then I will just, I will make it. And that's also something that drives me. I feel like I've said the word drives me so many times. I'm getting annoyed. But yes, staying grounded is something that is major for me. Um, I feel like I need moments where I can help others. Helping others and and also talking about mental health is what keeps me grounded. Um, Which is actually why I have decided to do this podcast because... I love, I love getting to the bottom of it, getting to the nitty gritty and understanding, understanding the clockwork that is the mind, you know, it is so, it is so fucking crazy. Like, I just love it. It's actually why I'm doing a Bachelor of Counselling when I go back to university next year. Um, but the biggest thing that drives me and... And it's, it is why I have ultimately decided to do podcasting is that I often throughout the 21 years of my life, if I were to say, not that there's any regrets, not at all. Everything is a part of the human experience and everything has made me this four dimensional, beautiful, like I fucking love me, um, character, everything has made me who I am and I am able to to find what what moments have made me how I am but I feel like if I was to walk past someone from my from my past you know if I was to just walk past them on the street I feel like they could look at me but they wouldn't know my story and they wouldn't know the context because when I look back at my past there is a lot of trauma and there is a lot there that I feel misunderstood by um and it's not me saying that like I care if people hate me because ultimately you're not mature and you know you're not you're not going to get anywhere if you hold on to that I am removed and I am past the fact that I know there are people out there that dislike me but for me I do struggle with feeling misunderstood and not that I want all my enemies or people that dislike me to listen to the podcast, but if they do, I would really appreciate it because I feel like in this life, you should, as a human being, be able to control your own narrative. And if there is something out there that gives you a bad feeling about the way that you have maybe been misconstrued or, or the perception that 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 you give others is completely wrong well then i i say power to the people i say i say take control of your own life which this is me this is me taking control of my own narrative i feel like i've just gone on tangent because i haven't actually explained the title to you guys at all but bent in more ways than one at the surface It's basically me saying that I have two 50 degree curvatures in my spine and that I am gay. You know, we've got a literal literal and a, is it metaphorical? I don't know. But we've got a literal term and like I am bent. I have scoliosis. I have severe, severe, severe scoliosis. And then on the other hand, I'm gay. But 
those two things just scratch the surface and perfect for me, you know, they go hand in hand and make a pretty fucking cool title. But aside from that, I am bent in many ways. And that relates back to this whole mental health and this whole like past trauma and the 21 years of my life. I feel like I have these hand-picked moments and this is this has been a lot of the growth and the healing that I've had to go through over the past two years is I've had to I've had to hand pick, right? Because when we think about our current state of minds, we have to always go back to our past and our past traumas. And I feel like I have these hand picked moments throughout the twenty one years of my life that kind of lead me to who I am today. Mm-hmm. And maybe why I've done, oh my God, I just farted. I hope you did not hear it. But if you did, fucking how funny. Um, But yeah, I feel like I have these hand-picked moments throughout these 21 years of my life. And it's so, it actually excites me. It excites me that I know, I know why I am the way I am. And I often don't talk about it much because how often do you have these conversations with your friends? Um, so I'm so excited to be able to have this conversation with myself and I probably will fuck up and not know what I'm saying here, there and everywhere because my mind like runs fucking God knows what. It's just crazy. But yeah, I I just, I can't wait to just talk about it. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about it. I I do want this episode to be long, as I mentioned before, and I want to talk about a lot of these like hand-picked moments, even if it's just briefly, because there are so many layers to me and there are so many things to discover and so many things that I will still learn throughout, throughout the rest of my life. But as a 21 year old, I'm so proud of like knowing, just knowing these different things. So I'm going to like, I'm going to, talk about like different things in every single different episode. And it's going to get to this point where it's like not repetitive, but as I said, like as, as me, as a human being, I love layers and I know that things continuously like come up and past trauma always, there's always something that I'm like, ah, that's why I don't even know if I'm making sense right now. So basically I just want to start I have these pivotal moments, as I said, and I want to start with those pivotal moments. I want to kind of list out or briefly discuss these pivotal moments because I feel like I can't get into the deep, 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 dark, dark entryways of those moments because then we would have nothing left for the rest of the podcast and this episode would end up being like fucking 50 hours long. But I do kind of want, even for people that don't know me, I don't really expect anyone who doesn't know me to listen to this podcast. I feel like it's very much for people who know me. I've been describing this podcast as kind of like, you know how when people did those priv Instagrams um, and they did like, well, people still do them. I recently had one and then deleted it. But it's one of those priv Instagrams where, you know, you just kind of like share your life to your nearest and dearest and those those that are close to you. I feel like this is me doing that, but in the form of a podcast. 
while also just healing and and always the thing I love most is just getting to know myself. And I need to stop fucking rambling on. I know, I know. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm actually being so annoying because all I want to do is talk about these handpicked moments. But I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm struggling to find a way to then like ease my way into it. Okay, I'm just going to get on with it. So basically, here I am. My name is Dylan Gaskin, and I was born on the 26th of September, 2001. (sighs) My first best friend, her name was Grace, and she lived next door to me at three years of age. Soon enough, we ended up going to kindy together. And when we started kindy we obviously like had very close families. My family was close with her family. Her family was close with my family and we were obsessed with each other. I remember I would go to her house and we would plan like weddings and stuff, but I feel like anybody at that age would be able to tell I was not going to grow up to be the regular stereotypical boy, especially, you know, in 2004 and 2005, like people were pretty, brutal. People were brutal back then. Um, and in 2005, I feel like as a young boy who liked to dress up in, in Barbie clothes and play with Barbies. Um, I feel like my mum was also so, so happy for me. My dad was so happy for me. Everyone in my life before I started school was so happy to let me just be me and just play with my best friend from next door and enjoy my life. But when me and Grace started kindy together, that's when I find, that's, that's where I find the start to, to poor little old me. Um, it's, it's my first handpicked sort of moment that I feel has made me so four dimensional and so layered, but also brings up a lot of trauma. And a lot of these are obviously trauma but I'm obviously past that, and now I understand why. But anyways, I feel like I keep saying trauma, understand why, this and that. It's actually annoying me, so I'm really sorry about that. But this teacher in kindy used to send home report cards to my mum and would say things like, your son is not normal, I don't know if she explicitly said that, but it was enough to make my mum and my dad, like, sort of pressure me into becoming friends with men. And when you're five years old, it's a lot of pressure because all you want to do is please mum and dad. And all you want to do is please the school. And I guess at that age, I didn't see many, many kids that were opposite sex friendships. I suppose most of the friendships I saw were were same sex. And so you start to believe that teacher because that teacher would say to my parents that I wasn't normal for being friends with a female. And that really, that really, really, really hurt. I remember we would get sent into timeouts um, purely for, prob- probably for talking, I don't know, disrupting the class. But at the same time, the same-sex friendships who did the same thing didn't do it. And I'm not trying to make myself sound like I was so, like, picked on. 
But at the same time, it's kind of the way I felt and how I felt in the moment is valid. And that's how I was made to feel. I mean, I was made to feel that because I was the guy that didn't fit some sort of mold, I was picked on and it showed in my report cards. I remember, I remember it got to that final report card of the year and it was found out that she was not going to put me in the same, in the same class as, what's this? Oh, sorry, I just got a text. And I found out that I was not going to be put in the same class as my girl best friend for pre-primary. And that really, like, sucked because... Because who who does that? Like, I was four years old. I was, I was four or five years old. And all I wanted to do was have a friend. But I wasn't... It was literally taken away from me. Like... I didn't have a voice because I was so young. So I remember I got to pre-primary and me and Grace, we kind of separated and, and, you know, as two young kids being told not to be friends, we kind of obeyed and, and conformed and listened. And, but I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't be friends with a male when, when at heart I was just developing stronger friendships with females so I, I ended up becoming friends with two females in primary school, pre-primary, sorry. And in pre-primary, I remember the teacher yanked me by my arm and pulled me away from them and said, today, Dylan, you are going to be friends with Mitchell. Get away from those girls. And it would affect me because then, then when I would end up playing with those two girls, they would play runaway games from me. Like they would run away from me. And I remember I once had this moment where I was walking up the, this grassed hill that we used to have in the pre-primary area and I was bawling my eyes out. I was saying, I want my mom," because, and that's so traumatic for me because these two girls were obviously so used to, to being as one and they learned to separate themselves from me. Um, it happened so often that obviously as kids, it rubs off on yourself and so I always felt misplaced. I felt no belonging. It was so sad. Um, and then I got to year one and I think that's where I had my first little female, little female friendship. But I don't remember anything that traumatic from year one. I remember year two when my, I was so, I was always so scared to have my parents come into the school where they could possibly interact with my classroom teacher. And I remember in year two, there was a moment when my parents came and were looking at things in the classroom and the teacher kind of pulled them aside and mentioned to them once again, you know, my parents were often, often told this by the school, but my parents were told once again that I was too in, in with the girls and I don't know, like why? I can't believe that that this once happened. And I sure as hell hope this kind of thing isn't happening anymore. But I remember my parents were pulled aside and they were told that. And, and they would always tell me at the start of every school year, Dylan, you've got to make some friends that are boys. Dylan, you've got to make some friends that are boys. And it's probably because from their perspective, it was easier said than done. And, and I guess they didn't really understand much either. You know, they started out innocent like me. They were happy with me playing with my next door neighbour in kindy. But as time goes on and you continuously keep hearing this 
this horrible thing, it's like, it does get pretty horrible. (sighs) And I remember it kind of, it always followed me. It followed me throughout all of primary school. Two seconds though, guys, because I do just need to respond to a quick message. There we go. Um, And I remember I then met my forever primary school friend in year four. Her name was Jasmine. Shout out to you, Jasmine. I love you. Oh, this coffee is good. But I remember I then met Jasmine and Jasmine was, she's just amazing. Um, She's been in my life and she still is in my life to this day. And it's so, it makes me so happy that we didn't let the outside noise get to us. I feel like it was when I met Jasmine that we started to realize we, we were the only two that had each other. Jasmine wasn't someone that had a lot of other girlfriends. And if we ever had another person join our group, it was always us and then them. And I think that purely comes from the fact that both me and Jasmine felt that we were a little bit, a little bit of misfits, if you will, or outsiders in primary school. So we could connect over that and, and just create this beautiful friendship where, where we got to year six. And I remember year six was the worst in terms of, in terms of this whole, like me being friends with females situation. I remember in year six, me and Jasmine came back from lunch and the teacher stood up in front of the whole class and basically screamed at us. And we were crying in our seats because obviously this is in front of the whole class in a normal classroom situation where everyone is sitting down. And I remember the teacher screamed at us for 10 minutes and was saying things like, you were not married, you're attached at the hip, from now on you will not hang outside of this class, you will not sit together in this class. Like, what is that doing to young minds? Like, when you feel like you don't have a voice and, and you obviously have to believe the mature person in the situation, you do, and you believe it for so long. But like I said, me and Jasmine were also able to to start figuring things out for ourselves and start realizing that that maybe that maybe this is wrong. Maybe what this school is doing is wrong. And you know, we would hang out and we would hear teachers passing and say, "Oh gosh, it's them two again attached at the hip." But they wouldn't say it to the same sex friendships. They would only ever say it to ours. Um And I remember I was so sick of it towards the end of primary school that by the time I got to high school, I became a completely different person. For a good while there too, I would say for the first six months of high school, I was someone that primary school me would not recognise. High school was a second chance. I, I went to a high school where only maybe five of my primary school classmates followed me, um, which was a good thing because yeah, it did, it allowed me to have a fresh start, but it was a fresh start that like carries so much, so much embarrassment. I remember I started high school and, and every week, you know how people used to have relationships on like Skype and Snapchat 
and everything like that. I like was dating a girl in high school every single week. I mean, I thought I was big time, you know, I thought I was so hot. Like, oh my God, yeah, like I'm dating all these girls. But it was so embarrassing because within the first two months of, of starting high school, I was literally being called a player. I was the biggest player on the block. And that already started so much drama for me because obviously I wasn't attracted to girls. I feel like I was so, I was so forced into, into, um, this life where I cannot be friends with females that instead of trying to be friends with them, I got to high school and thought my only way of, of doing this is dating them. And obviously when you get into year eight, you don't, you don't do anything that romantic. You hug, you maybe hold hands, but you don't do much romantically. So it's like, it kind of is like a friendship. But that being said, I also faked my personality until I did become someone that I couldn't recognize I wasn't friends with any females apart from trying to get into relationships with them. I remember I entered high school and someone from my primary school who was a male, my mum had said, oh my gosh, you two are going to the same high school. Why don't you just become friends for the start of high school? So I remember I hung out with him for a good while and then finally was able to, to force this personality hard enough to then make other male friends, but it just wasn't me. And this whole player thing was going on at the same time where I was trying to date all these females just to get away from my old life and how traumatic that old life was. But it ended up causing more problems because when you're not yourself, you obviously, you obviously look like more of a, more of a freak or I don't know what, but, oh oh my God. That was so bad because it really started my high school experience as one big shit show because I looked like this guy that that just went around dating all these girls. And then sure enough, the rumours began midway through high school because I ended up meeting a male in high school that I didn't have to fake my personality for, that I didn't have to fake anything for. It actually happened so organically And it gave me so much hope after years and years and years and years of, of feeling like I can't be friends with males. Like I convinced myself at that point, like, oh my gosh, being friends with males is so difficult for me. I was so surprised that I actually found one that made me laugh and I made him laugh. And it was, it wasn't, it wasn't romantic, but yet come the middle of high school, people were coming up to us because it was only me and him in this friendship. And they were saying, oh, so-and-so said you guys were dating. And that that's when it really, obviously I didn't really fit the stereotypical male. So people were, were creating rumours and stupid shit like that. But it was nothing like that. Me and this guy were just fucking great friends. And I fucking, I would not be the person I am today without that friendship. That friendship means so much to me and it's probably 
I will call it the best friendship of, of my life thus far. It, it's so special. It, it was a chapter. We're not friends. Well, I guess we're friendly these days. There's no hatred or anything there. I have nothing but love, but I feel like that friendship and that, that friendship as a chapter will always be like so special and my favorite one thus far, because I feel like it's the only friendship that, that ended, that hasn't ended on, on bad, bad terms. I was so upset by it that I did send him a letter maybe two years ago, because once I finally came out in high school, I sat, I'd say I came out in high school, probably the beginning of 2019, I came out as bisexual because I thought it would just soften the blow. And I remember when I came out as bisexual, it kind of made me, it, it, it kind of, it made me realize that I wasn't afraid of who I was anymore. And I thank, as I say, as I said before, I thank that male friendship I had with this guy because I don't think I would ever be comfortable being gay or, or expressing myself as a feminine, as a feminine male without that friendship. He let me know that it was okay. He let me be who I wanted to be. And, and maybe that's what I was afraid of this whole time. Um, you know, I was able to feel like a feminine male with a male friend. And that felt so fucking refreshing. It was so good. And without that, yeah, I probably wouldn't have come out. So come 2019, I come out and unbeknownst without knowing I'm actually doing it I begin to I begin to form friendships with with girls finally after so long of after four years of 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 no no female contact apart from trying to get into relationships with them I finally felt okay and confident enough to be my true self um and so that's what I did and my male friendship faded out and that's why I wrote him a letter two years ago because I felt guilty because there was nothing that he did wrong. He did everything right. It's just, it's just the way the cookie crumbled and, and yeah, but, but once I got to that point and, and had come out and, and had now, and had now started to form female friendships, I kind of forgot how to navigate female friendships like I hadn't done it for so long and I was I was so used to toxic relationships with females after after being called a player throughout all of high school I was sort of worried of what other females would think of me after having such a bad weird reputation was I a player or was I the secret gay for so long that was the embarrassment that that surrounded me in high school and so when I finally became my true self I was able to be gay and friends with females and people finally just kind of left me be. But I had this damaged reputation that I felt that I felt kind of stayed with me and stuck even in my final year of high school. Now, I feel like I kind of thought I was the shit. I thought I was on top of the world, you know. I finally was the gay boy that could have female friends. It was the best thing in the world. But but oh god no oh no did i was i wrong because 
since finishing high school, I think it's been about three years. The biggest thing that has come from finishing high school is ending a female friendship that came with the final year of high school. And this friendship, it probably wasn't like, like overly special. It probably, I wouldn't say this friendship was, was the best friendship of my life, but, but this friendship allowed me to, for some weird reason, the ending of, of this female friendship was so toxic. Like this, this female friendship was so, so, so bad. And it ended because she started becoming friends with another female and obviously from this from this primary school trauma and everything, I didn't know how to navigate that because for me it's such a triggering concept, like seeing two females become close and then finally I just get pushed to the side. That's what I felt. I felt that I was like, oh my gosh, it's primary school again. And obviously that past trauma comes up and I get defensive and I put my wool up and I, 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 think, I think for a long time there, I forgot there was a world where like, Dylan, it's okay. You guys can just all be friends. But I didn't let it be that way. That wasn't the case. It became so toxic and it was always me fighting with me fighting with her and oh. Anyways, once that friendship ended, I began this journey, um, this reflecting, this whole reflecting process. And even today, I still try to reach out to this this female friendship that I carried and ended that got so toxic outside of high school. I still try and contact them. I mean, they want nothing to do with me, but I'm, in, I'm nowhere in that place anymore. I'm a different person. But, but there is just so much reflecting and so many dimensions and so many layers and so much human experience that have, that has come since that moment that I feel so proud of myself to just, as I said at the start of the podcast, to be able to identify, identify these things that happened in my life and then, and then understand why. Now, let me tell you guys, this is, this is not like, I feel like this podcast is very much going to be the construction of a house. Now, what I have said in this, in this episode is, is barely even the fucking first wall. Like, there is so much that I have to say about these years and things that happened inside of these years. But I feel like at this point in this episode is so long that as I was telling this story, I began to describe less and less. And that's how I know that I need to probably turn this microphone off and end the episode here. Because those high school years especially, and especially the past three years outside of high school were the biggest moments of my life. Like there is so much to break down and there is so much that I have discovered and there is so much that I have to talk about those years, but I just can't really get into it. You know, if I get into it now, then this episode's going to be like four hours long. So I'm going to leave it at that. And I don't really know know what, what, what you guys take from this because it was a little bit random. It's almost like I'm trauma dumping you (laughs) and I'm so sorry to just trauma dump, but I feel like when I mention the title and I mention the title of this podcast bent in more ways than one, that was the start. Those were my first little dents 
and those little dents ended up becoming bends. And in some moments they broke me, you know, some of those moments broke me, but I want to get, I want to get to that at a later date and in a later episode. Um, I really want to know how you guys think about this as well. I'll probably put like a poll on my Instagram or like a question box on my Instagram where you guys can tell me like how you, like what you thought of this first episode, because it's, it's kind of scary for me, you know, I'm revealing my darkest secrets, but I recently watched Selena Gomez's recent, recent documentary. And there's this beautiful, there's this beautiful thing that happens when you decide to, to trauma dump and let it all out. There's this healing and there's this letting go that happens when you do it. And like I said, I don't need this podcast to be famous. It probably doesn't, doesn't, you know, but hold on. I'm just going to go open the door. I'm going to end the podcast. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm saying open the door because my roommate just came home. Oh my God, how abrupt. This is such an awkward ending to the podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stop now. Thank you guys so much for, for listening. I'm so excited to, to just be here, just doing this. I'm, I'm so fucking pumped. Um, ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Um, yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> Oh.